Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Okay, is it me? Yes, it's me. It's Joel. It's me. It's me. It's Joel D. Along with <laughs> T- my... Taking off on Ernest T. Bass there for you youngsters. Yeah, uh, when I do that, like uh, to people in real life, a lot of people don't get it. <laughs> but someone like you, who's really, really old, uh, you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Andy Griffith. Uh, we probably talked about this before, but also it's, it's one person, uh, my manager, who's 30, so he's younger. He um, he he was thinking um, Ernest uh, Ernest P. Worrell from um, Ernest goes to the, the Ernest goes to movies because he'll say he would say it's me, it's me, it's Ernest P. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but, I mean that's that's classic stuff. You know, I, I think I think it would be a positive thing for our, our younger generation to go back and, and watch a few of those iconic uh, television shows. Like, like, and I think one of those on the list would have to be the Andy Griffith show. Right. Yep. If they can handle being offended, because <laughs> you know, the things that they used to say on TV are so offensive nowadays. <laughs> well, maybe some of it, but I, I'm just boy, being silly, I, but there's so much of, you know, sometimes you like all in the family. Okay. All right. Should we <laughs> use that for an example? Some of the things that Archie Bunker said. Well, granted, it, but that was meant to be a controversial exactly. show, don't you think? Yeah, it was. I mean, it, it, it was, was at a time where, uh, uh, I, I think there was a lot of lines being crossed uh, or, or things were coming to a head. We, we were transitioning into a, a more, um, I, I think, uh, at least more potentially, a, a better age when it comes to race and that sort of thing. And they, they were taking some of that stuff head on back then in the seventies. Yeah, yep, definitely. They were. And it was, that was, it was probably edgy at the time. And then someone, well, and, and even, uh, I, I, I don't think you call it a spinoff, but, um, I think the creators of all in the, in the family did Sam, uh, Sanford and son, right? Yeah, they did. Um, Jefferson, the Jeffersons. Yeah. Okay. They so might've been I think, Sanford uh, son. I'm not so, sure. So yeah. So, there, I mean, there was, um, you know, some of that as well. I think they, they tried to make the audience a little uncomfortable on some of those shows. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And as a youngster, what, so when I was watching it, I didn't get any of that stuff. I just, I just liked the comedy. But when, when I got older and watched reruns, I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> I see well, what they were doing. And, and that's what I was going to say was those shows we just mentioned, um, all in the family, Jefferson, Sam, Sanford, and Son. I mean, what, whatever. Back at that time, they were still funny. I mean, the comedy was still the headline, um, and and you, you could still laugh at it because <laughs> you, you kind of knew what they were trying to do. Right. Yeah. It was. It was a different time. Things have changed <laughs> a lot. Well, some things don't change. Right. The gospel. The gospel. The message of grace. Jesus Christ, God himself, and we're here to talk about that week in and week out right here on the Growing in Grace podcast at growingingrace.org. Now, you may be listening to us on different podcast apps, and that's a 
a great thing that has expanded here in recent years. Um, but if you want to go back and check out our history, I think you'll find a, a, a fairly consistent message with a little bit of growing in our understanding over the last 17 years, the growingandgrace.org website. You'll see a whole list of podcasts there with the newest ones first. You've got a search bar over on the right where you can type in some topics perhaps and something will pop up. I've even used that from time to time looking for a, a podcast that somebody, have you ever done one about this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are, are camels able to divorce? Uh, you know, some <laughs> wild, wild topics. Out Only there. in the eye of a needle. <laughs> yeah. that's all i know <laughs> yeah it is good it's a i think it's a good resource i mean we've talked about a lot of things over the years on the podcast so a person can use that search thing and i've used it too and so it's that's a good thing if you and if you don't know um like if yeah we've talked about a certain topic you can type it in because in the the we come up with titles you come up with the titles and the description of the show and then we also, um, when I post it, I'll, I'll type in some keywords. And so, there, you know, any of those could show up in a search. So uh, lots of different things you could find that we've talked about. And last week we were, uh, we were talking about this, and I, I left off with wanting to talk about this uh, dispensation of grace thing. And I don't mean, speaking of offending people, <laughs> I know that this could possibly offend certain of our listeners. And I, I'm just wanting to address something that I, that I believe is is true, and you can take this for what it's worth. I think a lot of people will understand and, and will see where we're coming from here. We were talking about um, Ephesians 2 and how Ephesians 2, uh, and so this is a little bit of background leading up to Ephesians 3 where this word dispensation is used. Ephesians 2 talks about how the Gentiles— people who were once Gentiles in the flesh, now in Christ, of course, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, but at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise, no hope, no, and without God in the world, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off, the Gentiles, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And then Paul talks about how Jesus himself is our peace, who has made both one. And the both there, in the context, he's talking about Jews and Gentiles. He's made both Jews and Gentiles one. This is in Christ, those who are in Christ, and has broken down the middle wall of separation, have abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two. So they're in Christ, there's one new man. Um, when I was, uh, I, I was on uh, Mike Adams' podcast, the Unsunday show a few months ago, and he asked me about, you know, this one new man. He said, will that be the body of Christ? And that was really the first time I thought about that, but I thought, yeah, I mean, that's the one new man that has been made from the two is the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. But the the point is, is it is Jews and Gentiles are one body, have become one new man, and they are both reconciled to God into one body through the cross. So we have Paul saying here that there is one body made up of Jews and Gentiles. There's not a separate body of believers that are Jewish and, a, and, a, and another body, a separate, distinct body that is Gentile. It's everyone who's in Christ is one new body. And so we get then to chapter 3, and, and there are some 
believers who believe that there is one gospel for the Jews and one gospel for the Gentiles. As we were talking about, some people believe that there was one covenant, the new covenant was for Israel only. And the Gentiles then are under what's called a dispensation of grace. And I don't believe that, and a lot of that is due to what Paul says in chapter 2. And then also in chapter 3, the wording in the King James Version or the New King James Version might lead a person to believe that there's a certain dispensation of grace for the Gentiles. And, and Cap, I'll briefly get into this and bring you into this, of course, but the word dispensation. So Paul says, for this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which was given to me for you. A lot of times that verse is taken out of context. And so we think that there's this dispensation of grace for the Gentiles. Well, that word, dispensation, if you look in the English Standard Version or a few other versions, and more importantly, if you look at the Strong's definition of it, and I'm looking at it at studylight.org, uh, it's Strong's 3622, Strong's number 3622, the word that's translated as dispensation means the management of a household or of household affairs. It can mean administration, oversight, or stewardship. And that's what the ESV, English Standard Version, says, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you. So Paul is actually saying that there was a stewardship of God's grace that was given to him. And in fact, if we look over at uh, Colossians 1 real quick, he says a very similar thing, talking about how he uh, took care of the body, his the, the church, uh, and he says, of which I became a minister according to the dispensation from God that was given to me for you. That's some versions, or the stewardship from God that was given to me for you. I think the NIV says the commission from God that was given to me for you. It's the same Greek word that is used in Ephesians 3. And the point being that Paul was made a steward of a message for the Gentiles. It's not that there's this dispensation, this pouring out of grace, because the word dispensation will often uh, be interpreted as meaning a pouring out. There's not a, a pouring out of grace for the Gentiles, it's, but this stewardship was for Paul. And it was what it was, was that he, he goes on to say how the mystery was made known to me by revelation. And this mystery, as if you go on and read in, in chapter 3, the mystery was that Gentiles are now included in the gospel. So Paul was made a steward of this message, to go and preach this message, that Jews and Gentiles come together as one, into one body. And that's that's really what I wanted to highlight and focus on this week. And Cap, I'll move it over to you. Yeah, stewardship. Uh, that that's interesting um, because you know uh, the the word dispensationalist. I've been accused of that before. I mm -hmm. mean, even uh, I think I had a, a one star review on my book, Joel, because they they accused me of dispensationalism. Oh. Oh, I, I mean, they they totally misunderstood the book apparently, um, <laughs> yeah. and, and so. Yeah, so we got these you got these ideas of of, of you know, different things related to what you're you're talking about here, and but you're you're right though. I I I think it's important that we point out as we have in in other programs that back at this time, 
this this was this was uh, a, a new time, you know. And Paul is writing these things, and, and you made a great point. We we cannot forget that when Paul is communicating through his writings, he's just writing, right? Or even if if somebody's writing it for him, he's dictating it, and 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 he continues to write. We we get caught up in chapters and verses, and we we just think that uh, different topics are taking place all the time, from one verse to the next, or one chapter to the next. Um, when those things were all added in there much, much later, you know, I, I don't know if it was like the 14th century or what, when they started putting these, somebody got the idea to put these reference numbers in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so the, the things that Paul was talking about early in Ephesians, and this can apply in, in many other things that people like Paul would have written, and he just keeps on talking, he keeps on communicating. So whenever we're reading something, I, I think, you know, with the help of God's spirit within us, Hopefully, we can get it in the, the proper context by realizing, okay, what, what's, what's he been talking about here? If you jump into the middle of a verse, in the middle of a chapter, and, and you're going to try to come to some sort of conclusion, it would, uh, I think, benefit all of us to be able to realize what was being said up to this point. You might go back a few verses, you might go back a few chapters, um, but the important things that Paul was saying in Ephesians chapter 1 and 2 are leading up to this. Uh, and so in Ephesians uh, chapter 3 here in the beginning of it, Paul makes uh, you know some, some interesting points. And, and he doesn't just do it here in Ephesians, by the way. He, do, he does this in other places, too, when it comes to Jew yeah. and, and Gentile and one body, uh, some of the things that you were mentioning, Joel. Um, this, this is not just a secluded place here in the book of, of Ephesians where, where this takes place, but you've got to understand shortly after the cross here, uh, there is a major transition going on in the minds of people. And there was a real tug of war, uh, a lot of back and forth, a lot of disagreement, um, when it came to the gospel, whether the Jews had a separate one from the Gentiles. Uh, that's why some, uh, Jewish apostles were telling Paul, Hey, look, man, we're, we're just we're staying over here with the Jews. You go do the Gentiles. God bless you. Um, it really never even should have been that way, right. I don't think. Yeah, I you know Peter had said in Acts that by his mouth Gentiles would come to believe, uh, but yet uh, many people think that because of a certain verse uh, that Peter was only supposed to go to the Jews, and. That was just at one at one time, and 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 because of that verse, and I think it's in it's in Galatians too. Um, people think that there's this gospel of the Gentiles and this gospel of the Jews. They believe there are two separate gospels. But when you read these things in context, it just means that at that time, Paul had been sent to to the Gentiles, and Peter and the others decided. Well, th- well, they decided that they would go to the Jews. It's not even necessarily a Necessarily, in all these cases, not necessarily God ordained thing, but that's just that's just what happened. And Paul indeed did go spend many, a lot of time with Gentiles. But he also, if you notice, he also preached a lot to the Jews. He had a big ministry to the Jews. Paul did. He wasn't only sent to the Gentiles. That's right. So, just continuing on here in Ephesians three, just to kind of emphasize this. Um, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ. Well, let's go into the King James, um, or the New King James at least, so, so that people will see that it's not just the ESV that will make this case, because some people don't like the ESV. But 
that's kind of not neither here nor there. But he okay. So Paul says about this gospel, this that you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit uh, to his holy apostles and prophets, that Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I became a minister according to the gift of grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. So you see, this this ministry, this dispensation, really this stewardship, was something that God gave to Paul, and it was so that he would go and minister the understanding that Gentiles should be fellow heirs with Israel. Fellow heirs, not you in Israel have one gospel, have one covenant, and the Gentiles have a different gospel and a different covenant, but it's all one body, all partaking in the promise in Christ through the gospel. And then even in verse 8, he'll say, um, to me who am the least of, the, of all the saints, this grace was given, so it was given to him, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, uh, which from the beginning of, of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Christ Jesus. And he goes on and talks about so, some more about how it's this body, one body, Jews and Gentiles together, coming together in Christ because of the cross of Jesus Christ, Be, uh, going back to chapter 2, uh, because of what happened at the cross of Jesus Christ. So, again, you know, um, I really just wanted to emphasize that there's one gospel, there's one covenant that uh, both Jews and Gentiles have now been the, made the beneficiaries of uh, through the blood of Jesus Christ. The thing I would finish up here with Joel is in, in conjunction with what you just said is again, all of this Jew Gentile coming together as one is because of what Paul said earlier in the, in the previous chapter. It's because the law was removed. It mm. was abolished. It was mm. torn down. Um, Jesus took all of that away because Gentiles, remember, they were not in that covenant. They were not under that law. So, so it, that, that's what was dividing the two. Once that was out of the way, once it was torn down, they were able to be brought together into that one new man. So uh, yeah, one gospel and it's a good one. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.